The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 74. It's our final episode in our series on Unpacking the Secret, and I'm going to basically give you my top three things that I haven't said yet. (laughs) You know, the secret and the law of attraction, the law of vibration, all of these things is one of those subjects that there's really no end to the discussion. It's really just trying to reframe and reframe and rediscuss and rediscuss. So yeah, there's probably going to be some review and some repetitive things in this episode, but there are a few things that I realize I just haven't had a chance to say, and so I'm going to say them. For me, I keep running into a few different issues over and over as I try to use the law of attraction. And now that we're three months into this process, and you've probably been trying to work with it, maybe you've run into these things as well. So maybe this will be the most helpful episode yet. Well, here we are, the final episode of the series on Unpacking the Secret. I have enjoyed it a lot as usual when I teach anything. It's been rattling around in my mind a lot to the last few weeks. As I've said in a few of the episodes that I'm getting most of these done all at one time and my schedule while being on the road has been a little bit more friendly than I thought. And so these last, I don't know, eight episodes nine episodes I've done all in a matter of a couple days. So it has been one heck of a few days for me when it comes to the law of attraction, my own life, how I'm using my vibration, my asking and all of those things. So it's very fresh, very real for me. And I'm pretty excited about what even sharing this series has done in my own life with you guys, that there is a lot of clarity that I've had over the last I don't know, 72 hours or so. So yeah, I'm excited to see what it does and glad it's on tape so that others can hopefully receive the same benefits that I have. But in this process, and especially because it's been so condensed for me to record all these episodes together, it has been really, I don't know, pretty obvious that there are a few things I haven't really found a place to put. Like I've touched on them in many ways, but I haven't really dove deep into a couple of components you could I could have put them in the troubleshooting episode and in some ways they're there and in other ways I didn't know that I needed to dive into these until I kept bumping into them over the last few days myself so in this conclusion or the wrap-up to unpacking the secret I just want to kind of give you what I would call my top three things I haven't said yet <laughs> I always said, you know, what are the top three things I would tell somebody about the law of attraction? But that's in here. You know, if if I were to narrow it down to that, you know, what are the top three things I would tell somebody is one that it works. So you could go listen to the episode, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly about the law of attraction. And I'd say two, that uh, gra- feeling is the secret and gratitude is that secret feeling to unpack changing your life. I did an episode on that. And then I would say, you know, the third thing that I would tell people about the law of attraction is that be ready for it to change your life, right? And um, we all want life changing life stuff, words, using them in weird orders like Yoda. 
We all want our lives to be changed in many ways, and then they get changed, and we realized, oh crap, I built the life that I had for a reason, apparently. So that is actually where I want to start off. I want to kind of dig a little deeper into that, that the law of attraction, the secret, it will change your life if you let it. (laughs) Now, there is no wrong answer to whether or not you will let the law of attraction work, but let me One, it's always at work. You're attracting the life. You've been using the law of attraction to create the life you have, whether you know it or not. We're just simply talking about working with it on purpose. So maybe I should change that. Working with the secret and the law of attraction on purpose will create the life you want if you let it. Now, there is something in the world of psychology and in energy work that I do with Psyche and Belief IQ and Emotion Code and all those things that are known as secondary gains. And when it comes to changing your life, the reality is is that secondary gains are often the things that we are unaware of, that we receive benefit from, that we don't really think about. So I used an example a few episodes ago when I told a story about a friend of mine who operates in uh, spiritual healing and he healed a guy who was in a wheelchair The guy got up out of the wheelchair and the first thing he said, he didn't say, oh my God, I'm healed. Thank you so much. You know, he said, my disability check. And he got these big round eyes and went, oh crap. His disability check, his free income was a secondary gain to being paralyzed. A lot of us have secondary gains to, I was talking to a good friend of mine who realized that the way that they grew up in their family. It was a pretty tumultuous family. There was lots of type A personalities in the family. And so they realized that they had learned that the only way they would get their mother's attention was when they didn't feel good. And so on a subconscious level, the secondary gain of being sick is that people love you. And so for years and years, this person has struggled with being sick and a sense of doom when it comes to their health. And the secondary gain is that people love them when they're sick. I ended up figuring out it was something a little bit different. I may have even told the story about uh, when I struck out as a kid. I thought for a while that maybe I had developed a secondary gain that when I fail, people love me. But it is that thing, whether it's sickness and it's income, you know, disability income, whether it is sickness and affection from other people, whether it is when you're angry, people acquiesce to what you tell them to. And so the secondary gain, you don't like being angry, but the secondary gain is that people do what you want them to do. Some secondary gains are really obvious, and most secondary gains are really unknown until you enact the law of attraction, you start to change your life, And then you find out that something in your life disappeared. Secondary gains can often be a relationship. It's usually not a primary relationship. Those those are primary gains. But, you know, secondary gains can be certain types of friends who, you know, a certain kind of connection with the guys at work because, yeah, they can relate to what a terrible person my wife is, right? Or, yeah, they can relate to how annoying it is to have, you know, kids or something like that. And so suddenly... You change your life and you find that you enjoy your kids and all of that. And the secondary gain that you had of camaraderie at work 
is suddenly not there and you don't relate to those guys and then suddenly you kind of actually don't enjoy working with them and maybe the law of attraction ends up having you find a different job and you realize oh man holy crap because I finally enjoyed my family life I ended up getting a new job because my current job was a secondary gain the the hanging out with the guys who could identify with how crappy life was was a secondary gain I found camaraderie at the bar or I found that my secondary gain was that I was running away from my life so that I would play video games all the time and now that I'm not running away from my life the guys I play video games with are annoyed by me because I'm letting my team down and suddenly oh wow I need the sky's the limit secondary gains are everywhere and again guys there's a reason you've built the life you have no matter how bad it is whether you're getting abused by your spouse whether you're poor as dirt whether you're dying of cancer whatever it is there's a reason you've built the life you have it is totally acceptable and it's great news that you want a different life but realize that as you begin to work with the law of attraction it will require certain secondary gains to go the way of the dodo bird you will lose relationships habits things of all sorts you may have to move you may find yourself going through serious troubles financially to start a new business and so you know so security can be a secondary gain to having a mundane job like i think it's a secondary gain for a lot of people like well i'm you know i don't really make enough and i hate my job and my bills are tight but the reality is is that even though your bills are tight you still feel somewhat secure you built that life and so security is that secondary gain that you have to let go of so secondary gains can often stop us from changing our life and so you have to realize that and you have to weigh that now here's the other half of that is accepting that you already have what you want in such a way as to say oh my gosh i started changing this and it's challenged enough secondary gains or it's challenged enough primary gains that i'm realizing you know what i thought i wanted that but i don't it's okay to change your mind just so you know it's okay to be content with the life you have the law of attraction in this whole series can imply that your life is not good enough and you should change it your life may be amazing you may think oh i want more money i know people who have done the work who have sat down and thought through how much money they want something and they genuinely have decided i don't want more than three million dollars right there's so many people like well why if you could have three billion why wouldn't you well it comes with a lot of secondary problems and yes there's great primary gains but there's also secondary problems or secondary gains however you look at it so when you do the work and you find out no i thought maybe i wanted to be the ceo of my own company and now i realize no i don't want that kind of responsibility it takes away from my family or whatever like that and so the secondary problems outweigh of this new change aren't worth it and you have to let go of too many things that you like it is okay to change your mind it's okay to ask the universe for something new 
decide that that's what you want, get far enough down the path and realize, oh shit, I didn't do the math. I didn't realize I was going to have to let go of this or this or that. I was going to have to change this. Fine. That's okay to change and go back. It's okay to, heck, you don't even have to go back. It's not like there's only two options, like what you had or what you wanted. Pick a third option. Pick insert. Hey, I want this change, but universe, you know what? You know, Austin said to keep it wide open so that, you know, I could have all the options available, but I'm going to choose to close down doors two and seven, right? I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. So it might take longer to get the thing that I've asked for, but I am shutting down certain avenues that I'm not willing to give up in order to get that thing. And so then you've, what you've done is you've put a hierarchy, you've put, Hey, my time with my family is more important than being a CEO. Is it possible that you could be the CEO of a company in such a way as to not take time from your family. Yes, it is possible. So maybe it takes a bit longer to get there. Maybe you got to build it a bit differently, but you can change your mind. You can go back completely. You can course correct. But as you bump into those things where the law of attraction is working and it, you have to ask yourself, do I want to let it? The law of attraction is not a rapist, right? The law of attraction is a calculator. It is simply putting out what you put in. And so if you don't want to let it happen, you can change course, right? And that is very much a thing that I think a lot of people don't, it's almost, it's weird. It's like they do use the law of attraction in a powerless way. It's like the law of attraction is in charge and somehow it is God, the controller. And no, no, you can absolutely choose to change your mind. It can absolutely bump against like, oh, I didn't think about that. Absolutely. Austin did this whole section on secondary gains. And I'm realizing that that's exactly what I'm facing right now. That if I go forward with the thing that I wanted, I'm going to have to let go of these other things that I don't want to let go of. So I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to course correct. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to the left, whatever, or I'm going to let it and I'm going to let go. And I'm going to let these things change. But acknowledging that change X is equal to goal X is often where the rubber meets the road. So these secondary gains or the secondary problems, when you start to see, oh, wait a minute, I've asked for this thing. And the next thing we're going to talk about is letting go. And so often cases you forget, like the guy who forgot the dream house that he put on his vision board. And then when he pulls the board out of storage and sees, oh my gosh, I bought the same house that was on my vision board, the same exact house. When that happens, often you forget like, oh my gosh, this thing, this change that's happening is directly proportionate or correlates directly to the goal. So change X is directly related to goal X and oh crap, I'm not sure I want this. Oh crap, do I want to take a left? Do I want to take a right? The other option is to let it happen. But I don't know if I'm struggling how to say this in the sense that there's an energy to change that can be really hard. And it's really easy to feel like a victim in the midst of it. But when you realize that I have let go of this thing and I'm letting life happen, look at any changes in your life right now that are really hard. Look at anything, you know, whether it's financial, relational, professional, health-wise. Look at the things that you're going through right now that are very hard and ask yourself, in what way might this difficulty 
be exactly what I've asked for? In what way might this change, change X, be directly related to goal X? Because often, well, I asked for wealth and prosperity. I didn't ask to lose my job. Austin, it's not working for me. Really? It doesn't turn off. You might not be getting what you want. Now, there's ways in which to say, well, am I doing it right or whatever? I mean, go back, listen to all the episodes again. Call me up. I can help you figure some of this out. But in the end, the question is, are you sure about that? Are you sure that losing your job isn't exactly what you've asked for? Are you sure that that relationship no longer being in your life isn't exactly what the universe knows you need? There is a measure of letting God change your life, trusting that you have exactly what you've asked for. And so, yeah, there's secondary gains. Yeah, you can choose to change course. You can put limits on the universe to say, well, I'm, I want this route, but I don't want to get rid of that. I don't want to do that. Fine. That's all great. But what if you're already down this road and you're seeing that your life already has some struggles? Maybe you're just now learning about the law of attraction. You've been listening and, you know, you've listened to 13 episodes in 13 hours and you're on the road. And this is years after I've recorded this series. And you're going, man, I'm in the middle of some crap right now. I wish I would have known this three years ago. I'm on the road because I've lost my job. And da, da, da. Okay, pause right here and ask yourself, in what way is this difficulty potentially carrying me to the thing that I've been believing for, for months, for years. Instead of fighting the change that is happening, is there an energy towards trusting that this crap that you're going through is exactly what you have asked for? And when I say asked, sure, if you're the guy who just bins would listen to this and you just figured out asking like eight hours ago because you listened to that episode eight hours ago, I'm not saying ask like that, but what I mean by ask is that there's a vibration you've held that you've been asking, whether you know it or not, you've been asking and that in what way that that thing you've been asking for that you don't even consciously realize you've been asking, how is this hardship exactly what you've asked for? Because you're always getting what you're asking for. And I'm going to let that marinate and just understand that hardships are for you. And there's nothing in the world that can be against you. The only thing that can be against you is your own mind. And the more your mind is against you, the more you will perceive things outside of you as being against you. And the more you will dislike your experience of being and that you will continue to manifest the impression that everything is against you. But in the same way that creative process is only creative, God is only love. And life is only good. And so all perceptions of bad, all perceptions of darkness, they are frameworks. And if we can understand our I amness, we would be able to think the way that Christ thought. We would be able to see things the way that God sees them. And so challenge yourself. If you're in the middle of some stuff, if you're in the middle of it, ask yourself, in what way is this exactly what I've asked for? Not... Oh, what way do I deserve this? Deserve is, a, in this sense, is a very much a punishment mentality. But in what way am I getting the very thing that I've wanted? That question will wreck you. That question will freaking change the way you view everything because you realize you are the creator of your life.
So I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to move on to the next one. So the secret or the law of attraction in working with it on purpose will change your life if you let it. The next thing is you must let go. That <laughs> So this is my most difficult one because the number one mistake that I have seen, including myself, for people who start using the secret is that they get super excited. They get like, I'm going to use the secret. I'm going to use the law of attraction. The secret is going to change my life. It's going to change my life. I'm going to use the law of attraction. Hey, guess what, guys? And you start telling everybody. You start sharing the movie with everybody. And you're going to change your life. And the secret is going to change your life. And you're going to make the life you want. And oh my gosh, the secret is going to change my life. And it, three years later, you're still telling people about the secret going to change your life. And it hasn't done jack shit. <laughs> the reason is, is you've never let go, right? You've never let go go and let the universe do its thing you've all it's that person who buries the seed in the sand and then goes and checks it every day right i have mentioned this a bit but i'm gonna dig into it a little bit more is that you know there's an energy towards the secret there's an energy towards a lot of attraction that is often people get really excited like oh my gosh this makes sense you know jesus was right i can get what i've asked for i can develop the life that i want this is great there's no downside here whatsoever and i'm going to be awesome. And within six months, I'm going to look, be living the dream. And you get super excited and you try really hard and you then dive in and you study everything and you read every book and you re-listen to these podcasts 20 times and you get to this part and about the 20th time through, you hear me say, let go. You have to let go. The things you're creating, trust that they are coming do what you need to do to boil everything down to a moment and then move on. I've talked about the power of decision in many ways through this. Go listen to that episode with Grant Porteous, The Power of Decision. Read the book by Raymond Charles Barker. So Raymond Charles Barker is the author of that book, and he was a new thought speaker and teacher back in the early 19, I think 19, uh, mid 1950s, 1960s. And he was a student slash contemporary of my favorite teacher, Thomas Troward, who wrote The Creative Process and the Individual. Raymond Charles Barker and his book, The Power of Decision, for me, kind of takes the overall philosophy of The Creative Process and the Individual by Thomas Troward and boils it down to if the creative process in the individual is a machine, how do you input data into the machine and press play? That is, in my opinion, the power of decision. And so often with the law of attraction, we have this like wish and hope energy. I've talked a lot about that. We want our lives to be different. We're believing that our lives are gonna be different, but we've not decided that our lives are gonna be different. And so every day we wake up and we're excited and we wake up and we're excited and we wake up and we're excited over and over and over again. That's to me why, you know, if you want to follow Jack Canfield's example, the chicken fruit soup for the soul guy, and he wrote extra zeros on a $1 bill and taped it over his bed. And you feel like waking up every day and seeing that dollar bill on the ceiling is going to help you have faith that $100,000 is coming your way, then great, do it. I'm more along the lines of the guy who, on accident, put his vision boards in a box, put them in storage, and let them go. That's for me. 
Now, if you're going to hold Jack Anvil's example and visualize $100,000 every day, everything, I know a good friend of mine seems to have found a niche with kind of that visualization method, and it seems to be working for him. And I'm super happy for him. His life is, he's making some amazing, massive changes in his life. And if that's you, awesome. But even then, you still have to find a way to trust. You have still have to find a way to let it go. You have still have to find a way, and it's an energy. Maybe I should have him. Actually, he's been on here, Ron Hale. I should have Ron on here and talk about how do you let things go while still using the visualization methods and stuff like that, because I've not been able to do it. But I can tell you, for me, the way in which I let things go is I work on the energy of my ask. I work on the specificity and the looseness, the, you know, the rubber band of like all of those things that I've talked about in previous episodes about being specific, but also not being overly specific. And in the case, you know, you've heard me recently in the last probably two months ago now, I've talked about what I'm believing for for 2020, that at the end of the year, I'd be able to go on vacation, that I'm going to make $100,000 and that I'm stretching the rubber band somewhere between 300000 and 100000 And then I realized yesterday that it's not so much about the number, it's more about the energy of a clean slate. And that includes some debt and that includes wanting to go on vacation and everything like that and realizing. So it's, and so I've done this work to kind of narrow down exactly what it is that I am asking for. And it's an energy, right? And my intention actually is either today or tomorrow, maybe a couple days from now, I'm not sure when, but for sometime very soon, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to, you know, I don't know if it'll be with a cigar and a scotch or a glass of coffee, or maybe just I'm laying in bed. I'm not sure, but I'm going to take my time and I'm going to ask for what it is specifically that I want financially in 2020, right? And even that, that is an energy that I have put forward that it's, for me, this ask is about 2020. Your financial ask may be for your life. Your financial ask may be for this month. Your financial ask may be for a specific need that you have right now. Whatever it is, your ask is specific to you. And for me, it is I've done all my work to boil it down to a moment at which I can point to and say at 3.30 p.m. with a glass of scotch sitting in this chair looking out that window, I asked. I pressed play and I decided that in 2020, I was going to make X amount or I was going to achieve this energy financially. And then I let it go. Now again, Ron Hale uses visualization every morning. His life is changing. His life is reflecting and he knows it works for him. Visualization is working great. And I want to have him on here to kind of explain how it works for him. And, you know, maybe I'll even have it in the next episode. But for me, that's that constantly digging up the seed and it just doesn't work for me. But pointing back to a moment, a moment where I asked and I believed that I had or have what I'm asking for and I move on. And I let go and I follow intuition. And I, if I ever revisit it, I'd revisit it in the energy of like, okay, I'm in the car now and I'm driving from New York to LA in the dark and I have my headlights and what's the next 200 feet look like? I realized this morning, I've talked about this project that I have where I'm looking for a programmer and or investors and realized that uh, that actual project 
it's remember I talked about how you can get focused on the things you think you need to get the thing that you really want. That project is the thing that I could have easily been like, oh, this is what I want. No, it's actually what I really want is financial and professional success. And I want fulfillment in my career. And this idea is the way that the law of attraction has worked in my life to bring it to me so far. The idea itself is not my end goal. It's what that idea will give me with this business idea that I have is not the end goal. It's what that business idea does for me. And so realizing that in the analogy of getting in the car and having my headlights looking 200 yards ahead, this idea came into my view of my headlights a few years ago, and it has remained the destination on my GPS. And if it changes, my goal is still financial and professional success and fulfillment, right? So whether if NAC blows up and I end up traveling the world as a speaker and I end up very financially successful, to, awesome. That's great. I think this other idea is more along the lines of who I am at my core in all the ways, but and NAC is a portion of what I enjoy, but who knows? I'm letting the universe take me where it will, and I've let go of how I get there. I'm just trusting that I'm going there, and I'm trusting that all of the things, even the hard things, are in my journey to get there, and... My ultimate goal is that I have a life that financially, professionally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and relationally reflects all of the things that I teach. I teach that you are God. I teach that you are the creator of your world and that happiness is the goal. I want my life to be a reflection of what I teach for obvious reasons, I would think. So letting go is really hard for people who are super excited about the secret but I'm telling you, if it hasn't been working for you, it's probably because you haven't let go. It's because of one of these three things. I mean, there's a few others, but these three, if you haven't let go, it's either that or you haven't actually let the law of attraction work because it threatened to take away secondary gains. If that's the case, be honest with yourself and change your goals. And then the third one is that ultimately the law of attraction is a subset of the law of vibration. And I've talked about the law of vibration in the last episode. I've talked about it a few times. With the law of vibration, you can use that to hack the law of attraction. You remember I talked about in one of the philosophy episodes about Tony Robbins using at the beginning of his times together with his clients in his big events. He plays really loud music and makes people jump up and down and yell, right? Because he knows that people can come in with, you know, stress, they can come in feeling down, they can come in, you know, totally distracted. But when you use your physical body to hack your emotions, seriously, try it. Jump up and down to a bunch of loud music and just yell like a madman. And see if you don't start laughing. See if you don't feel better. See if you don't feel really weird and feel kind of silly. And everything like that. Those are all really great vibrations. And so you can use the law of vibration to hack your attraction, what it is you're attracting. If you envision yourself as a magnet and you are very low vibration, then what do you think you're attracting? You're attracting negative things. You're attracting low vibration things. And so there's a few things I want to kind of dig into. One of the main vibrations that a lot of us get stuck in is we get in the vibration of need. 
I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. And it's another way to say it is the vibration of lack. Another way to say it is the vibration of poverty, a vibration of sickness. But need is a vibration and you can hack that really simply. And whether it's poverty, sickness, lack of any sort, you can actually hack the vibration of need, cut it off at the knees, and change your vibration and your frequency by one simple act, and that is by the simple act of giving. Right? The law of reciprocity and uh, energy that is required in order for you to give. Now, if you give with the energy of, I need really bad, so I'm just going to give because Austin said to give, that it might work, honestly, because there's so many nuances, but it, there's a good chance it won't work. But if you give out of a genuine sense of gratitude and a genuine sense of prosperity as of a genuine sense of abundance, but the law of reciprocity, go to newagechristian.org and search that term. It might have been an episode and a blog, I'm not sure. But that there are three ways to show reciprocity, money, time, and energy. But you can give any one of those. And so if you want to get out of a negative vibration, especially if your vibration is a negative a vibration of need, then find the joy of giving and you will you cannot stay in the negative vibration of need if you give this is where you get some of that principle that churches abuse and i will absolutely say they abuse it of the seed sowing thing where like you know take your final seed and i know people who have some serious miracles i know a guy who's very wealthy who at one time as an adult with kids a wife and two kids and everything like that he took his last $5,000 and he wrote a check at a service in faith because the preacher told him, if you sow, you will reap. And he gave his last five grand and sure enough, some things happened and he got everything turned around at that point. Now, I would argue that he touched the true energy of generosity, even if there was a measure of need still in there, there is grace and it's okay. But vibration is many nuanced thing. And if you want to get out of the negative vibration of need, then give money, give time, give energy, and realize that reciprocity is also a universal law. So if you want to twist the universe's arm to meet your needs, then give away and meet somebody else's needs. It works, I promise you. So another thing about working with a lot of vibration is, again, I mentioned it, is hacking it through things like music or dancing or laughter. The secret, they have that the portion of the video where the lady was diagnosed with breast cancer. So she spent all day saying, thank you for my healing. And then during that time, she would only watch comedies with her husband. They would only laugh. They would stay away from anything. You wouldn't watch the news. Certain people in their life they wouldn't hang out with. I think I may have added that because that's a very real thing. <laughs> if you need to stay out of stress, it's fine to tell people, hey, I love you, but I can't hang out with you right now because you stress me out and you make me sick or you cause me to, you know, whatever. Uh, no, you make me. That phrase is a bit of a catchphrase for me anymore, but you get the point. That hack your emotions, hack your energy with laughter, with music, with dancing, with nature, with I don't know, food, that is, that one's a catch 22 because it can be, we have such a unique relationship with food and it's sus as sustenance, it can be a way to stay in the same vibration. You have to know whether or not you're eating a pint of ice cream because you want to feel sorry for yourself or whether or not you're eating a pint of ice cream because you want to feel good and happy. 
Chances are, if you're doing it in your pajamas by yourself in the dark, it's because you're feeling sorry for yourself. But if you're going out to your local favorite ice cream shop and having your favorite dessert with your friends, you're probably doing it to hack your emotions and raise your vibration. So that one's on you to know the difference, but hack your energy, raise your vibration, and realize that everything is vibration. And so if you have done an ask and you have let it go and you are seeing changes and everything like that and you feel stuck and you realize, man, I've been in this low vibration, then hack it. Just realize all you need to do is just start laughing. All you need to do is just, and I can raise my vibration and let the law of attraction free again. And that is kind of my final little thing and underneath working with the law of vibration is realize that there's really only two states you can be in. You can either be in a happy state or a negative state. I can't remember David, the David Brock. Grant Porteous mentions him. Let me see if I can, I think it's David Brock, but I'm not sure. It's his, Grant Porteous's uh, coach. And he talks about the two states being a primal state or a prosperous state. Man, I'm butchering this. Anyway, you get the point. <laughs> that I like the idea of a primal state because you can call it a negative state or whatever, but it's fight or flight. It's I need to survive. Everything is scarce. Everything's hard. And it is a survival primal mindset. And that is fear of some sort, anger, striving, poverty, lack, all that stuff, hunger. Those are all very primal states. And then the other is kind of a prosperous state of happiness, joy, gratitude, generosity is a wonderful state, the whole giving thing. Like gratitude and generosity are two, in my opinion, are the two most powerful energies, that and love, to kind of touch if you want to flip your vibration. And so pay attention to your vibration just in general. Just don't get specific. Just say, am I in a primal state or a prosperous state? Am I, am I good? Am I feeling great or am I feeling bad? And there's variations. You can feel really great or really bad, or you can feel kind of great and kind of bad. And if you're only a kind of great, then hack it and get really great, right? Listen to your favorite music and be silly and crack jokes and go to whatever it is. If you can, I mean, guys, this is gold here. I'm telling you, if you can hack your vibration by just using external things to regularly make yourself feel great, you will find that the law of attraction starts to work faster and faster and faster. It's like a centrifuge that just speeds up because your vibration is so powerful. And we've all been around those people. We've all been around those people who have a contagious, positive energy and their life is just moving great and they're just in a really great state. And a lot of often we've had those times in our lives where like, man, I had this couple of years where just, man, it was such great years. How did you feel in those times, right? Chances are something happened your vibration dropped in a major way and then you got into a negative primal state and guess what you started attracting? So you want to get back to the good old years? You want to get back to those days where you had that high vibration? Then hack it. Don't wait for your life to make you happy. Use external things to create a happy life, right? Use music. Use ice cream. Use whatever you need to use to watch your vibration and realize that there's really only two vibrations. There's Primal and prosperous. There's positive or negative. There's, I'm feeling great, I'm not feeling great. And if you can start to just simplify the reality of those things and start to catch them when you are feeling them and then know what to do when you have them, that 
will make all the difference in the world at the speed at which the law of attraction changes your life. So those are my three things that I haven't said yet or I haven't drilled into is one, when you, you know, the law of attraction will change your life if you let it. And when you try to enact it, let go and trust. And last but not least, hack it by using vibration. The law of vibration is the primary law underneath this anyway. So hope those have helped. I hope this series has changed your life. I know even in the smallest ways, even though I already quote unquote knew all this stuff, I learn new things all the time when I record these episodes because as a teacher and as a verbal processor, it is one of those things I get to teach myself out of my own mouth a lot of times because I put things together that I didn't know otherwise. So I appreciate having the avenue. I would probably still do these episodes even if nobody was listening. (laughs) Well, maybe not, but you get the point. I really enjoy these times and I hope you've enjoyed them as well. So if you uh, would consider donating, I would appreciate you asking spirit and thank you for asking and check out the website by the time you're hearing this episode. Dear Lord, I hope it's up and ready and that the uh, coaching packages are visible and hit me up at austin at newagechristianity.org. Maybe next week I'll try to have uh, Ron on to talk about visualization and how he uses that to stay in the law of attraction without letting things go and maybe a little bonus episode inside of this series and start getting uh, other people on these episodes. So bless you guys. Hope you're having a good year. Good 2020. We will see you on the next episode.